Inside the Admissions Office, your one-stop shop for expert advice on the smart way to get in. My name is Ellen, and in each episode, I'll bring you an interview with a former admissions officer, a graduate of a top college, or an admissions expert. These interviews will take you inside the admissions office and will be full of behind-the-scenes knowledge, first-hand experiences, and application tips will help you get into your dream school. If you'd like to chat with one of these experts, you can sign up for a free consultation at the link in the description of this episode. Today, we'll hear from Poto Paramita, a Columbia MFA graduate, Ingenious Prep graduate coach, and writing professor at the University of New Haven. Poto and I will discuss the top summer programs for high school students. Hi, Poto. How are you today? Hi, Ellen. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, this is an exciting episode. It is very cold here, but we are thinking about summer. We're manifesting summer vibes. Before we talk about summer, do you just want to briefly tell us about your background for new listeners? Of course, you already have your fans. Your, your weekly listeners who are big fans of you, but for the new listener. Yeah, totally. So at Ingenious, I am the digital content specialist and graduate coach, which means I write blogs on the admissions process, as well as work with our students on their applications. You know, they're currently working very hard to get things submitted to their top choice colleges. And so that's part of my role here. And as a result, I've learned a lot about the admissions process. I'm also a graduate of the MFA program at Columbia, as you said, so I'm also a writer. And so my specialty really is in writing and editing. And now on to warmer topics. Mm -hmm. So do you just want to quickly describe to me what is the significance of summer program admissions process for students who, you know, I think I like spent my summers like, I don't know, watching Skins, the UK version. Absolutely. But it's it's a lot more competitive now. You can't just watch Skins. So what is the significance? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think admissions officers like to know that students did not just lounge around and hang out with friends over the summer, that they spend their time meaningfully doing something that's important to them and can help them, you know, progress in their applications and their academic interests and things like that. So many summer programs will offer an experience that's awesome and like memorable, but they often carry low weight in the admissions process. So it's very important to know which programs can actually make that difference to your candidacy and if it is part of that consideration. So summer programs are expensive, so you should choose wisely, decide which ones are really worth it. And that's why we are here to talk about, you know, which ones add that true admissions value. And we'll get to this more, but there are some highly selective programs that do look good on your application and often colleges look to recruit students specifically who have gone to these programs. And what criteria can students and parents or even teachers and counselors use to determine whether a program is worthwhile for a student, whether it's prestigious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a couple of things. I think programs that are highly selective at prestigious top universities, those are the ones that look good on your applications, programs that are highly selective, like I said, especially ones that are tailored to your field, like Wharton Leadership and Business World or Iowa Young Writers Workshop. So they these can tell admissions officers that you're good at what you're interested in. You can also consider whether the program will just be classes, and we'll talk about pre-college programs too, right? Or you'd work on something tangible to show, show at the end of it. So often a program like LaunchX, you will be coming up with an entrepreneurial project that you can then take into the real world. Or at Iowa Young Writers Workshop, you'd work on a manuscript or short story or something that you can submit to places. So something tangible coming out of it that shows that you're really interested and you've pursued that interest. That's what is important to figure out if it's worthwhile or prestigious. And do you ever encounter any mistakes or misconceptions from your students about summer programs, how they relate to admissions, how they should Mm -hmm. spend their summers? 
Yeah, I think a couple, you know, students sometimes think any summer program is okay. So they'll kind of apply all over the place just to get into one. Of course, you should do any something over the summer. But often an independent project might show more initiative than an overcrowded summer program, you know, one that everyone gets into that doesn't show any kind of selectivity or special you know, interest. And at the same time, students might also think that it's the end of the world if they do not get into a top summer program. Like if you don't get into something like Yale Young Global Scholars, like it is not the end of the world. There are so many ways other than that, that you can show prowess in your field. So don't stress too much. And how do we feel about general pre-college programs? So, you know, these programs where students like doing summer at Brown, summer at Stanford, Mm -hmm. summer at Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. Those are a little bit different from something like Yale Young Global Scholars, like summer at Stanford might be a little different than Stanford. Humanities Institute, which we'll talk about as well. And these are more class-based programs so that you're in a classroom environment. And that can be very helpful to get a sense of college style learning, you know, environment to get a sense of a classroom and discussion setting. However, you know, even though they are good for learning, I think if possible, they shouldn't be the only thing you do over the summer because it is kind of similar to taking a class. So it doesn't show as much initiative or they aren't as selective as the other summer programs. And how and where should students be referencing these summer programs in their applications? So, you know, the activities list, the essays, additional information section, where do yeah. your students usually reference oh, them? Yeah. I think the activities list is the number one place where my students will put them, you know, they'll name the program. They'll also, it's in the position instead of student, they'll try to be as specific as possible. So if they went to Iowa Young Writers Workshop, for example, they wouldn't say student as the position, they would say writer or something like if they were in a STEM-based one, they might say researcher. And so then they describe what they did, any tangible things that came out of it. Quantitative data, always really helpful, you know, wrote five short stories, worked under three mentors, that kind of description is very helpful. I would also say a supplemental essay when you're writing a Y school essay and you visit a campus for a summer program and like certain things about it when you were there, that can be interesting to include, especially if it helped you understand better why the school is a good fit for you. And now we're going to go into the real meat of the episode, the summer program. So I have them broken down and this is all based on a wonderful blog you wrote. So really, I I haven't broken them down. You broke them down, but you broke them down into general programs, STEM, humanities, and business. And of course, this isn't comprehensive, but these are some of the most prestigious popular programs. So we'll start with general, and that is Yale Young Global Scholars, Mm -hmm. YYGS. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, you know, what does this program entail? When is it? How much does it cost? Application components, et cetera. Totally. Yes. So YYGS, it's not explicitly STEM or humanities. It has a bunch of overlaps. So really, if you are into that interdisciplinary studies and you look for places where you can interact with different fields that you might be interested in, this well-known summer program is extremely competitive and it looks really good on your application. So some courses that it offers are things like innovations in science and technology, literature, philosophy, and culture, politics and economics. So really showing those overlaps between fields, things like solving global challenges. So really pushing students to think beyond just their usual classroom curriculum. It will take place in three different sessions. So usually these summer programs will have different windows because not all students can make, you know, a certain time. So they'll allow students to pick a session. So Yale Global Scholars will have three different sessions across June and July, and it costs $6,500 for a two-week session, and it is extremely competitive. Students will need to submit an activities list of what they've been up to in high school, as well as essays, answering questions from these schools, a transcript, letters of recommendation, and the application deadline. The early deadline has already passed, and then the regular deadline is January 10th, 2023. And is it the same as regular admissions where this early deadline is giving students a boost? 
yeah, so, you know, I think it is that a smaller number of students will have applied, especially given that a lot of rising seniors are currently working on, you know, their other components like SAT and will not have had time to submit those. A lot of current seniors also apply to these and they might be busy with their college applications to actual Yale, so they might not have used that early deadline as well. So if students are able to, and especially if you're thinking of it next year, you might be able to, you know, squeeze it in the early deadline that is earlier just in December. And then for the STEM programs, we have Mm -hmm. the MIT Research Science Institute, Mm -hmm. Stanford University Math Summer Camp, which is, these all have like weird acronyms. acronyms. So this one is SUMAC, the Penn Medical School Summer Program, and then UChicago Research and Biological Sciences, which is RIBS. I think that's a better acronym. So let's talk MIT Research, MIT Research Science Institute. Yeah, so this is one that originated at MIT, but has since kind of separated from it. And this is the same as lawn checks. I'm not sure what is happening with MIT in these summer programs, but 80 high school students are chosen to participate at RSI. It is free of cost. Students work with STEM professors who serve as mentors and they work on a research plan and carry it out. And it is a very practical one that results in some cool projects that the students have come up with that ultimately look really good in STEM student applications. So the transcript, recommendation letters, essays, and standardized test scores are all required. And they do have kind of a cutoff. They say that PSAT math scores must be at least 740 or higher and reading and writing score should be 700 and higher. So this is not SAT, this is the PSAT. And then it lasts from June to August. It is extremely competitive and the deadline was in December. So maybe next year if you're looking into this. And generally, we probably say like these programs that are free of cost are the most competitive. Absolutely. You will see that some of these programs cost a lot. So I'm sure most students are going for the free one. Mm. And then we do have SUMAT, Stanford University Math Summer Camp. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a hopeful math major, SUMAC will enable you to engage in advanced courses, lectures, guided research, and group problem solving in Stanford itself. And then involves participants conducting a research project and presenting the results to peers. So it's very specific math research. The sole purpose of this is like mathematical engagement. So if you're really into math, this could be a good place for you. And it is pretty competitive. I would say slightly less competitive than RSI, but still very, very competitive. It has two online and two offline sessions in June, July, in August. So you can choose which one you'd participate in. It costs $3,550. And you need your math grade courses, teacher recommendations, passion for mathematics is demonstrated in your essays, as well as your performance on an entrance exam that they have. And the deadline is February 1st. Is there any distinction between the online and in-person version for this or any of the others? Is it like the in-person is more prestigious? I don't think so. I think there might be a difference in price. And then we have the Penn Medical School Summer Program. I'm assuming that is UPenn mm-hmm. for like the uninitiated. Yeah. I think that yeah. um, UPenn and Penn State could differentiate themselves a little more, but yeah. Yeah. So Perelman School of Medicine at University of Pennsylvania offers a summer program for high school students. It takes place four weeks from June 25th to July 21st of next year. And then if you're planning to be a pre-med student in college or looking at BSMD options, I think you could 
benefit greatly from it. Not a lot of chance, you know, for high schoolers to participate in a medical school environment. So it's a very unique opportunity. You receive basics of medical training, such as drawing blood, using IVs. And then you also get to observe a live surgery in their amphitheater. So attending this could be an effective way to convince admissions officers that you are very dedicated to the medical field. It is pretty pricey. It costs $9,975. I believe there are, all of these programs have opportunities for aid. So look into that. It is fairly competitive because, you know, it is such an unique environment for students to be in and you require an activities list. So make sure you have some like medical interest showing up in that activities list. You need to show your honors and awards, write an essay, show your transcript to recommendation letters. And the deadline is in March 1st. So you have some time. That sounds terrifying. The yeah. live operation part well, for me. For me. Um, is the financial aid generally for these programs need-based? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. And then last but not least, we do have RIBS, UChicago Research in the Biological Sciences. So in this one, you, you know, engage very directly with the Biological Sciences Division and UChicago. So this is actually one of the more pre-college ones that we have included in this list because it is prestigious. It is a good one. And you get to interact with faculty themselves and you get to apply your classroom knowledge into ex actual experiments and try study a range of topics such as like, you know, molecular biology, cellular biology, and standout students are actually invited back the following year to assist a UChicago research scientist, which is an opportunity you don't want to miss. And that is one of the reasons this more pre-college type is in it. And it lasts for four weeks, June 12th to July 7th of next year. It is extremely, extremely expensive. It is $13,600. Not sure why. It is fairly competitive, but it is still, you know, a four-week course. So if you're not into the investment, don't do it. But if you think that this is something that might be useful and you can afford it, or you get that financial aid, could be worth exploring. And then you need your transcript, a writing sample, letter of recommendation. And for international students, they require standardized test scores, all due on March 1st. That is quite expensive. I would, yes. I would love to see like a cost breakdown. Like, are they housing the kids in like the Ritz? What's the, <laughs> I'm not what's sure. the breakdown there? <laughs> yeah, and you, so, you need like deep dish pizza every night. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, every night they get deep dish pizza, yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now on to more of our wheelhouse. We are humanities girlies. Mm -hmm. And so we, are. we have Stanford Humanities Institute, mm -hmm. Iowa Young Writers Studio, Yale Summer Drama Program, Interlochen Center for the Arts Summer camp and Medill Northwestern Journalism Institute. So let's go. Stanford Humanities Institute. Tell me about yeah. it. So this is kind of Stanford's answer to YYGS with, you know, no science. This program can really give you a chance to experience what it's like to be in a Stanford classroom surrounded by your peers who are as critically engaged and cl take classes in a college setting with Stanford professors themselves. Courses offered can be things such as like the Greeks and beyond, but also something more relevant to today's society, like racial identity in America, or, or if you're interested in literature, they have classes such as like magical realism. So you're really kind of exploring all over the humanities while in that Stanford campus. And there are two sessions to this as well. They are across the summer lasting three weeks each. So there'll be one June and July, one in June, July and August. It costs $8,250. Again, a pricey, very, very competitive just because Stanford and humanities, there aren't a lot of humanities specific ones that are just like more general. Like it might be arts focused is like the more popular route. So for students who might be interested in something like philosophy or history, this is one of the rare ones. So it is quite competitive for those kind of students. The deadline is March 15th and you would need a work sample, which I, I believe is like a paper that you might have written in class, transcript, recommendation letters, and a video essay talking about yourself, which is something colleges are doing as well. So it's good practice. 
And then we have Iowa Young Writers Studio, mm-hmm. which may sound kind of random, Iowa, random state. However, mm-hmm. Iowa does have a phenomenal MFA program, That's so they're right. nurturing these young writers. Yeah. So if you are an aspiring writer, chances are you have heard about the Iowa Writers Workshop in the University of Iowa. They are a very random school, but their MFA program is often considered the best, like in the pioneer of the writing MFA. And so it's a great place to be. And just like Iowa City seems like a city of literature, one that is surrounded by people who would be interested in writing different genres. So it could be very good to kind of get that exposure. You can choose fiction, poetry, or a mix of both as your concentration and attend courses that encourage you to improve your writing skills, share them with peers, and get constructive criticism from mentors who are professional writers. They have two sessions, again, two offline, two online, and they will run from June 11th to 24th for the first session, and they will run. So while the offline program is happening, the online program will also happen, and the second one is from July 9th to the 22nd. It costs $2,500, and it is very competitive if you're a creative writer. I have seen with my own students, like, unless you're, like, top of the top, they don't get in. Iowa does have a six-week online course that's easier to get into but the writers a young writer studio is mainly this two-week intensive program and the deadline is in January does the six-week option online have a different name it's just it's just if you search our young writer studio both options come up and then for the components you would need the writing sample that's very very important to showcase your strength in these different genres an essay like a more personal statement about why you're interested in writing recommendation letters and a transcript Speaking of MFA programs, Yale is known for its MFA in acting. Lots of famous people have gone there. So Mm -hmm. Yale Summer Drama Program. What are the options there? What's it look like for students? Yeah. If you've ever seen the movie Sisterhood of Traveling Pants 2, it actually features the Yale Summer Drama Program. So I cannot remember her name, the lady who's in Ugly Betty. She is in that. America Ferrara. She goes to Yale Summer Drama Program. So plug for that movie. And it is for students who focus on theater. There are very few places to work on your acting this young. There's also directing options as well. And it is, you can have a choice between a five-week long conservatory for actors and the 10-day director's workshop. So the acting workshop provides you with the opportunity to analyze text, to improve your delivery, articulation techniques, while the director's workshop is more towards the technical side of theater. Alongside working with actors, you'll study set design, importance of voice, stage management, everything like that. In more detail, both of these are run by professional actors and directors, so truly to be on Yale's campus and get to experience this is a very cool opportunity. There are a couple sessions. The first is from May 29th to June 30th, and the second is from July 3rd to August 4th, costs 4850 per course. It is quite ex- competitive for the people in the field. Um, and you'll need to complete an online application, submit your transcript with at least two and a half years of grades, two re- letters of recommendation, one from a current teacher and one from a guidance counselor. And the deadline is April 14th. So you have some time. But there's n- is there an audition for the students? For the actors, a video audition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then I believe have, they have to submit a portfolio, yes. Yeah. For the people who like the arts and the outdoors, we have Interlock and Center for the Arts Summer Arts Camp. I know some people who did that. To my knowledge, they're just like running around the woods, like <laughs> doing their art. But tell us more. Yeah, yeah. So that offers so many different categories. So if you're interested in the arts and you're like, oh, my field is very, very specific. Let me read out this entire list to you. So we have music, music production and engineering, creative writing, comparative arts, dance, general arts, 
film and motion pictures arts, leadership, lectures, media, professional development, theater design and production, theater performance, and visual arts. So these are just broad categories covering the specific and unique courses they offer. For example, if you're interested in the film camp, you can choose between intensive and interest, interesting programs such as acting for the camera or animation and documentary filmmaking and more. The length of your camp kind of state de decides the concentration because they run differently. And then within your niche selection, you'll not only have the opportunity to learn from professional artists, you'll also be able to collaborate with like-minded students and create art together. And this one lasts from, you know, depending on the program, but I would say like generally four or five weeks. And then again, cost depends on the weeks of sessions you choose. So you can choose how long you stay there and do multiple events. And so one week can cost $1,750, six weeks can cost up to $9,980. It is, it is quite competitive. I think a lot of art interested artsy students enter this and have a really good time. And then the application component, the main component is an audition depending on the department as well as portfolios. And the deadline, the priority deadline is January 15th and then applications will remain open after the deadline of space permits. And do you want to say anything about just kind of like what that means when there's a priority deadline, but then it has like a rolling deadline after that, as far as students who are like feeling like, oh, I have to get it in by the 15th. Yeah. Is yeah. that accurate? Is all hope lost if they don't? I don't think all hope is lost. I think it is a way to kind of get applications in early so they, they can start reviewing. I would say you can submit up to like two to four weeks after the deadline and you will still probably have a fair contention. But at some point, you know, space is limited. They start running out, they will close. So I would say try to get in as close to the deadline as possible. And then the last humanities program we're talking about is the Medill Northwestern Journalism Institute. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah, assuming that's for the journalism kids. But tell me more. It is. It is. So this one is hard, a little bit hard to find exact deadlines and cost for, but they're very, very mysterious about what this is. But Medill is a well-known journalism school at Northwestern University, and they have this program called the Cherubs Camp for high schoolers, and it allows rising seniors only. So you'll have to fin have finished your junior year by then, but not your senior year or any other year, to gain hands-on experience on writing, reporting, editing for printing and digital broadcasting, especially if you are applying as a journalism major in college participation, and this would look excellent on your profile. So it is competitive because a lot of students who want to major in journalism are applying to this. It's a five-week summer institute. It'll meet other aspiring journalists from all over the world. It'll take part in initiatives from conducting interviews to working on stories on trending topics. You'll also be paired with a mentor. This is very valuable. Who will meet with you to, you know, give you feedback on your writing assignments. You're also encouraged to pitch articles and get published in the Daily Northwestern, which you should definitely, definitely hope to do. Look very impressive to have an article there in like an already established college publication. The application deadline is mid-March, which is all we can know from their mysterious website. And now we have business for mm -hmm. our aspirational business kids. Yeah. LaunchX, that's a big one. I hear a lot about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So LaunchX is one that pushes you towards making your own startup. So very, very practical. And again, it comes out with something tangible that you can really, really highlight in your college application. It helps young entrepreneurs conceptualize and get their own startups in motion. If you have an idea you'd like to develop and you want resources, LaunchX can guide you there. It did used to be based out of MIT, but currently it operates online from Ann Arbor, Michigan and the Research Triangle in North Carolina. It provides students with mentorship that encourages them to you know, have a positive impact in the world, deal with challenges, as well as 
practice conflict resolution and teamwork skills. So it is a very practical career-based program for students who are, you know, ambitious and have that drive to succeed in business. It has different sessions across June and July. So you can really look through and see the different options. The cost ranges depending on online and offline and location. The lowest starting at $5,980 to up to $9,450. And then it is very, very competitive because, you know, business kids, they really just want to start their own business. Having a startup is a big, big deal for your application, especially if you're looking to apply to schools like Wharton for undergrad, it'll look very good. So it's quite competitive and you will put, put together a short video, um, answer some questions that give them a profile of your, you know, who you are as an individual, how you contribute to a team and their community and your previous experience in active activities and innovation that's related to business. The application deadline is February 23rd. And speaking of Wharton, we have the Wharton leadership in the business world. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about that. Yeah. So this is a really big one for the business kids. You'll have the chance to engage in classroom discussions and learn from Wharton faculty this, themselves. Wharton has consistently been ranked both the number one undergraduate and MBA programs in the world for business. And so often in these summer programs, grad students teach you, but in Wharton, it is the professors themselves that that distinguishes Wharton over other business summer programs because while still in high school you have this like very unique opportunity to learn from business professionals you'll also have the chance to network everyone knows how important it is to network in the business side of things so you'll get to meet people you'll get to meet people who run companies who've done it before and it's a really good chance to talk and get yourself out there and that also helps you work on your collaboration skills with your peers so that you really build those teamwork skills and understand a variety of cultures and social landscapes. It There are three sessions for this as well, June 4th to June 24th, June 25th to July 5th, July 6th to August 5th. It costs anything from $7,299 to $9,099. It is very competitive because of the value that it adds. And the final deadline is April 5th. And you need to submit your transcript, recommendations, and essays. Mm. And last but not least, we do have NYU Summer at Stern. That's their mm -hmm. school of business. So mm -hmm. what does that program look like? Yeah, totally. Summer at Stern is a very course heavy business summer program. So it is more of a pre-college situation, but because it is at Stern and you are working in this top school, it is so valuable. Their faculty support rising high school juniors and seniors specifically in navigating key concepts of concept, concepts in business that cover accounting, finance, economics, marketing, psychology. You can take classes such as like business and environment, investments, behavioral economics, and the science of decision-making. So really some practical things that you might not be able to in your high school. They introduce you to key business concepts at like a collegiate level. And then it can also give you a feel of what it would be like to attend a college such as NYU, which, you know, has the global business hub that is New York City. So it lasts from July 5th to August 16th. It costs $3,652, which is somehow cheap looking at everything Else. And then it's not crazy competitive, but you know, not that easy. It is part of NYU pre-college, so it might be easier to get in than leadership and business world or launch X. The application components are an online application that you just fill out with your information and a transcript, and you need a minimum of 3.0 GPA in high school for the deadline. And it's June 15th. This is the final deadline. And the scholarship deadline is April 1st. So they do give out scholarships. Is it common for these programs to release like acceptance rates like the schools? Do? Not necessarily, but I think you can get a general sense in terms of like looking online and seeing how many people might have gotten in. I think you can like ballpark an estimate. And a lot of these programs do. We have an esteemed team of former admissions officers and they often tell us which one is more valuable than the others. 
And what is the process of building a list? If a student is really set on doing a summer program mm -hmm. and their discipline, what is the process of building a list so that they're applying to some safety target and reach summer programs? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say the reach programs are the ones that we just mentioned. They're almost all very competitive and can help show admissions officers that you're good at what you do. For target and safety programs, I think you can look at things like acceptance rates on online forums or just, just kind of in general, what their enrollment rates might have been, how many students were in it, um, as well as online reviews to get a sense of how competitive and, you know, what kind of experience people had once they were there. I would say almost it's not worth applying to a safety summer program. You can instead spend your time doing other things that might might look better on your application. And our counselors, we do have an option for students to work with our counselors on their applications for these programs as part of the strategy to help them decide which programs to apply to, which they'll be the most competitive at, et cetera. Yeah. And then how do you recommend students approach these applications for these summer programs? Like if we're thinking the applications are due anywhere between December and April, you know, when should they get started? Mm -hmm. Realistically, how many months should they be spending on yeah. them? Yeah, I would say, I mean, given how busy your schedule might be, at least a month is very important. You know, you're writing these essays. It's very important that you showcase who you are because there are a lot of students from all over the world who are vying for these spots. It's important to consider how you write these essays. You know, my natural inclination to all is to like already get start giving you essay advice. And I think it is very, very important to not write about what you think they want to hear, but just to be yourself. This is great practice for college application essays. This is often the first time many students do that kind of reflective writing where they're writing a personal statement. And I've seen students use these as inspiration for their actual college essays. So, you know, you're really building up a writing portfolio that you might be able to, you know, look into in the future to help your own self. And is it common for younger students to attend multiple programs? I know that you said that some of these are like just for rising seniors, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. is it common, you know, a student goes to one program freshman year, summer, another program sophomore year, summer? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think unless it is those programs that only take juniors or seniors, first year of high school and sophomore year should be the main years that you do summer programs. Like I would say up to two summer programs in high school is okay, especially if they are the competitive ones like Iowa or Stanford Humanities Institute. But most of your time, I think especially towards the latter half of your time in high school should be spent working on, you know, building leadership skills or like, you know, being a leader in your community, starting organizations, taking initiatives, helping out those around you, like that is the kind of thing that really stands out to admissions officers is when you've really gone out of your way to start your own thing and not just participate in a pre-existing program. And do you have any additional words of wisdom to share for students who are maybe applying to these summer programs or, you know, just generally struggling? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think you can always look up things on Google. There's so much advice, so many samples to get a sense of what they're expecting, but at the same time, don't stress. Summer programs can definitely be an enriching experience, but it's not the end of the world. There are so many other ways you can spend your summer that can be just as fruitful for your app. And don't forget to just, you know, rest and watch TV once in a while. That's also important. Like it's, it's your time off from school. You're always really stressed. Like take some time to just, you know, do nothing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Poto. I'm sure our listeners appreciate your insight into the top summer programs. For more information, check out our blog linked in the episode description. If you have any questions or like to request a topic for a future episode, go ahead and give us a follow and send us a message on social media with the hashtag Inside Admissions. That's all for now. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue our journey inside the admissions office.